gets angry at me because I'm too quiet and like the nurses are always like if you want a nurse you have to scream and I'm like ah. <laughs> don't make me do that okay um let's crack on in all right I'm recording so am I great welcome back everyone welcome to, to the podcast episode yes Okay. I tell you, I am um, I'm recording from a very special location. Oh. Yes, because there is construction going on at my house at the moment, so I'm recording from within my car. Oh, my God. <laughs> I drove somewhere more quiet. And Stop I'm it. I'm sitting in my car. I still got my seatbelt on. Oh, my God. I hate that. I yeah, well, so much. Do you have do you have a crunchy food or do do you want me to do that for this episode? Oh no, I don't have any crunchy food. That's okay. I can I can organize that. Give me a second. I'll just uh I'll just ask if my mum can organize it for me cuz I know right. what I, I know what I was planning for next. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you, you drove all the way outside of your own home? Yeah, because there's so much construction going on. That it would just be the worst. Like, it wouldn't be able to. Like, they're using a, um, what do they call Automatic uh, nail, a nail gun at the moment. Mm. So it'd just be every five seconds you'd just hear this huge bang! Oh, yeah. And it'd just be like, ah! Yeah, we love a nail gun. We love a nail gun on the podcast, especially when it's in the background of us talking. Exactly. And you look, usually it's because we record late afternoons, usually the builders are gone. Yeah. But not today. Not today, Satan. We are up at like the crack of dawn, basically. It's 7.56. I know. How does anyone operate this early? I I got up, I had to set my, my alarm started going off at like, you know, 6.45 because I missed oh our God. recording session yesterday. To, yeah, to be fair, you were awake, like, I mean, for me, I usually wake up at around, I've recently been waking up 6am every morning, um, okay. but depending, like, I can sometimes wake up at 3.30 in the morning, like, early right. mornings is like, no big deal for me. Yeah. But, like, I know for some people it's really difficult. Like, my sister can't, like, she has to get people to physically wake her up. I don't know why. Yes. Set an alarm, but she won't. Um, But anyway, yeah, this movie, because we're, we're kind of on a time frame here. Oh, yes. Um, okay, so the movie that we watched this week for our Christmas in July special is 
Bad, bad Mom's Christmas. Christmas. Um, and what a bad Christmas it really was. I mean, Look, this, this one was like a tough one for me to recommend because it does have its really good moments like that are funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like the cast, I mean... It's a mum movie. Like, that's probably such a mum movie. Describe it. Like, you know, it's corny comedy. It's hot guys, um, you know, family moments, crazy. And it's just like, like, they're they're just speaking a mum's inner thoughts about Christmas, like, constantly. They're just saying, like, everything a mum might hate about Christmas is just said in this movie. Yeah. It's just over and over and over again. But, uh, is Christmas really that bad? I mean, like, I don't know. <laughs> no. I, I mean, I've worked in retail for, like, the majority of my life. And, like, even now my job is, I mean, I, I think pretty much everyone's job is always kind of influenced about Christmas because it's, like, you know, the end of the year and yeah. you have to get everything done before you go on your holidays. People go absolutely like, crazy. They're fucking... People do go crazy, but, I mean, I've never seen... And I've seen, like, footage of, like, you know, Black Friday, people fighting over things. But, I mean, Black Friday is crazy, you know. People are always fighting over shit. Um, and, I mean, I feel like there should be a Christmas movie from the retail worker's perspective before there is one from a mum's perspective. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because if the mums think it's tough, just imagine oh, all the retail workers that they are abusing exactly. to get their Christmas right. Exactly. I would, I would 100%, like love to see a retail workers Christmas movie. That would mm. be fucking spectacular. Like you couldn't make that bad. Um but let's jump right in. So Bad Mom's Christmas, uh, this movie was released in 2017. Yep, last year right one year after the first Bad Mom's which did well. Yeah, Bad Mom's, I mean I saw I've seen both of them now. I didn't mind Bad Mom's. I thought it was actually pretty good. Oh, there you go. I haven't seen Bad Mom's, but I just knew like I don't know, people kind of were going, like, they said it was good. That's what I'm I going mean, it's, off. It's a mum's movie. I'm pretty sure I watched it with my mum. And you know what? It's like, the the first movie is actually pretty good because, like, you know, the mums are actually in bad situations and they together kind of work through it. I mean, obviously, you know, there's some funny gags. There's lots of, like, drinking and dick jokes thanks to Catherine Hahn, who, I mean, <laughs> you know, absolute legend. I love her so much. Uh, She's so podcast, <laughs> Catherine yeah. Hahn. She's so, she is so funny though. I mean, yeah. what can we say? Every every basically every female in this in this um, movie is just a friend of the podcast. Like, yeah. so good. They're so good. Mila Kunis. I mean, Mila Kunis, so gorgeous, so amazing. She looks so good in this movie. I love that they tried to make her like try and look normal. Like yeah, like <laughs> like, with the like ragged and, and like worn down. Look like. She's just like us. It's like, no, she's not. She's a fucking mermaid. Like, she's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, you know, this movie, the first movie was good, you know, like, just typical kind of comedy, but from a mum's perspective, which we don't always see, which was nice. And it was a bit of like, you know, like a feminine kind of feminist kind of, woo, like, you know, it was just, it was just that. Like, you don't really have to kind of put it any further. This one is different. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, ah, it's, it's just like, it's, it's a bit it's a bit of a mess like up um in terms of it's like i don't know structure i guess and like just the storylines it goes through and then it wraps everything up kind of pretty quickly yeah i mean i feel like um i feel like this movie could have been done in like a 45 minute tv special 
Yeah. Like, I feel like it really could have been, like, clipped into that, like, neat little package. A lot of times with these movies that aren't good, it's like the scenes are always just dragged out so much to get, like, so much shit in them. Yeah, especially um, when half the shit in this movie is filmed in slow motion for some I reason. I was really interested in that, and I think what happened is because it was, like, I was really interested in, like, why the movie looked so different to to the original movie. Like, it was very, it looked like um like an Asian movie. Like, not, like, in a negative way, but a lot of Asian movies have this very, like, kind of, you know, glamorous and mystical kind of camera work. And it makes oh, yeah. it seem like, you know, it's a lot cleaner, it's a lot brighter. And yes. it did actually look like that. And the entertainment company that actually created this movie is funded by... Um, a bunch of different Chinese and Hong Kong-based equity firms, which really interests me. I don't know how much it influenced the movie, but I noticed in the yeah. credits there are a lot of Chinese names as like I did see that as well players in the movie. So I think it did have a a bit to do with it. Um, yeah, because, because you usually I find with think it was the same. Oh, it was the same. It was the same um, production company as the first one, but it just seemed really different to me. Yeah, because when it's like, because the the um like the Chinese and just the Asian market in general is such a huge cinema. Uh, usually, yeah. you'll find that there is like some sort of like side note, or not even like a side note, like a huge note to the Asian audience, specifically yeah. like the Chinese. Um, yeah, it happens a lot in Transformers and like yeah. um, Pacific and, like, Rim. Movies. Yeah, Pacific Rim was a huge one for it because. I mean, Asian people love their movies. They love a good story. You know, yeah. it's just, you know, that's they have a huge thriving entertainment industry. So it's, you know, it's it makes sense. just like the States in a way. And, you know, they love their movies and they love, you know, a good a good story that has like a good beginning, middle and an end. It's not, you know. Um, yeah. But apart from so, the fact that they ate Chinese food on Christmas Day, <laughs> is, was there any other... Was, which was uh, very Jewish in, in the words of Ruth, which <laughs> is an actual Jewish tradition because it's like the Jewish and the Chinese kind of bonded over being kind of left out of traditional yeah. Christmas celebrations, which yeah. I read that a, a little while ago, which was actually quite heartwarming. Um, but anyway. Um, so what so is your first note? Go on. My first note is about, and once again, I'm sorry that I keep on bringing the music into, like, <laughs> I, I just really... That blue Christmas cover to start the movie was so fucking bad. And I love the song Blue Christmas. It's probably one of my favorite Christmas songs. And I'm not a super festive person, but Blue Christmas mm-hmm. is a stunning song. Um, and they butchered that shit. And it's like this opening montage of all this stuff that has just been completely destroyed. And Mila Kunis is sitting on the stairs and she's like... I ruined Christmas and then a camel walks through and I'm like, why do movies always have to do this? Because I know, why did we have to start at the beginning, at the end, sorry. Yeah, and then go, it's like, there wasn't any need to do that. And like, the camel walks through then, we see the camel in the party scene towards the end of the movie when it's like, oh, why is there a camel? And then you never see it again. You don't see it in the house. So it's like, where was the camel? Was it just chilling in the backyard? Like, hope it had some water like i don't know yeah i mean i assume there's like a nativity scene but even then you could get away with a sheep camel is extra it makes yeah. sense but it wasn't it's like it was just to show that how extravagant i guess 
the party was, but we never actually saw it in use. <laughs> so it's kind of like yeah. just a cheap trick. Yeah, maybe they just didn't really know what they could do with a camel, but maybe the camel was like one of those real attitude camels and he was like, fuck the lot of years, and he just started spitting on everyone and then they were like, oh, just take it out the back. Can't deal with this right now. Yeah. Um. So there was a lot of narration as well in the first scene. Like mm. when they're like introing into Christmas, she's like, Christmas is so stressful, you know? I have to buy lots of stuff. I have to work and my kids are unappreciative. It's like there was so much going on and she was like complaining about everything. It's like, could we not have just seen this in a cute little montage with like a song over it? Yeah. And just seen your growing frustration with Christmas. It's like, once again, too much, too much explaining. Yeah. They're really spoon feeding it. My first note is actually, I can just picture mums absolutely licking this up. Because that opening sequence is just everything. Like I said, everything that is bad for Christmas for a mum, about how mm. the mums usually may have to buy the presents for everyone, how they have to cook, they have to go to their kids' recitals, which apparently are really bad. Yeah, sorry. Sorry for trying to, you know, enrich my life with music. Sorry about <laughs> that, mum. I mean, I really don't think mums, I don't know. I guess are that's the whole shtick of the it... movie. But are mums uh, yeah. really thinking this? Deep down. Yeah, it's like, are they trying to make mums hate Christmas even more and be like, you know what? Fuck these kids. Like, I'm just going to go and do my own thing. But I mean, like, I don't know. Maybe it is just an American Christmas. I don't know because I've never had one. But Mm. in Australia, I mean, Christmas is stressful. But we also, I guess, you know, we don't have, like, white Christmases or anything. Like, it's pretty chill, you know. You just kind of wake up late, get your presents. Have yeah. a bit of Christmas lunch, you know. I mean, that's our that's our family Christmas, at least. You know, we just kind of eat all day. Yeah, and it's and like the really it only gets more stressful if you have like a blended family or if you have oh, yeah. a I huge mean, totally. family. Yeah, but we don't have to deal with caroling. No one carols. No. Rarely would someone put up lights on their, and if they are doing it, they go hard out. Oh yeah, yeah. That's kind of the thing with Australia. I mean. I don't know. I mean, people are either kind of like, oh, yeah, Christmas, or they're like, Christmas, you know. And and people, I mean, there's always that debate around Christmas time where it's like, we're not allowed to celebrate Christmas, which is a load of shit, mind you, just because they've started saying seasons greetings or whatever, just because there's multiple holidays other than Christmas. But, I mean, still in Australia, Christmas is like, you know, it's not like, you know, probably other countries where other religions are like a huge not like a a lesser minority, like, you know, most Australians are either like Christian or not religious at all. And it doesn't, Um, it doesn't even really matter that much. I was listening to a podcast the other day, um, what you missed in history class. And they were saying that Christmas predates the birth of Christ. Oh yeah. I mean, everything about Christmas, honestly, like it's a bit of a farce, like not trying to be, you know, a Grinch or anything, but like, Santa Claus, the actual image of Santa Claus that you see today was invented by Coca-Cola to sell Coke over Christmas time. Yeah. (laughs) So circling back to the topic, like, so Christmas really isn't as, I wouldn't say it's as stressful here in Australia. I mean, yeah, no. It's it's stressful. Like, you know, it's definitely, you definitely still feel the pressure of consumerism. Like, even, you know, I mean, (laughs) that was... 
Uh, I mean, it is still a really consumerist time and I do get really stressed out around Christmas time because I'm like, you know, who actually needs the shit? Especially working in retail, you know, I used to have, um, I mean, parents come up to me saying, you know, do you have this and this and this for my 10-year-old daughter? Like, I had this one, like, single dad. You could tell he was a single dad. And, like, it's clear that, like, I think it kind of was, like, relatively new. Um, yeah. and he said, look, I've got a, I've got a list and I, I, that my daughter gave me and I would really like you to help me out. And I said, okay, well, look, I'll do what I can. And he gave me this list and it was like, ugh, I mean, I instantly hated his daughter. It was like Kylie Lipkit, Tommy Hilfiger shit. <laughs> like I was just like, oh my God, well, firstly, doll, you're not going to get any of this here in this discount, like beauty <laughs> store. Um, but yeah, it was just like, oh my god, she really asked for all the shit, and it was a list. Like it was like, um, yeah, like Kylie Jenner, a bunch of like makeup palettes and like an iPhone or something. It was just like, you know, crazy. But it's go crazy with he their was list. Really going to try and get as much of it as he could, and so I was like, you know what, hats off to you, Dad. Um, anyway, yeah. we've kind of danced around this enough. Um, but yeah, Christmas. I mean, is it really this stressful? Maybe it is for Americans. Maybe it is for mums. I don't know. I mean. Maybe for, like, mums of younger children, it is really stressful. Yeah. But I mean, me and Kunis's kids in this weren't that young, though. They were, like, mid-teens. But yeah. Fair, like, and then she I had the other door, the other girl from the other guy. The one that kept on swearing. There was... Yeah. <laughs> could not stop swearing. It was like, holy fucking shit, the whole time. But she would say it really weird. Yeah. Like, it was like, I love when kids swear in movies, but it was like, you need to fucking practice that. Like, she kept on, she would, no, she would be like, oh my fucking God. It's like, you need to. You had the wrong emphasis. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, it's clear that this is the first time that she's ever said the F word. Like, you need to practice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That scene went on for a bit. It's like, and I feel like I've seen this gag in other movies where kids have overheard their parents having sex. And they think it's something else and they repeat it back and it's kind of like a little giggle for the parents and a little, what's going on for the kids? Yeah, it wasn't um, funny. But that scene went like, on for a while. <laughs> it was really long. She's like, but you were screaming at him. She's like, oh no, that was happy screams. And then she's like, <laughs> but you punched the wall. And then you said that F word. It's like, oh God, I don't have time for this. Um, also... Bad Mum's Christmas cocktail and putting it out there right now. Oh yeah, is tree water and peppermint vodka. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, did we do a cocktail for a Christmas prince? Probably going to be corn uh, dog water. Oh or my god, like, like yeah, chili. Like something, but you you stir it with a with a corn dog. Yeah, it's going to be alcoholic chili when you stir oh, it with a corn. Like dog. a Bloody Mary, but with like I don't know Tabasco or something. And then yeah. you, like, stir it up with it. Instead of, like, the celery, it's a corn dog. <clears throat> yeah. And it should be called um, a Bloody Rudy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. Oh, great. Um, okay. So, let's see. Yeah. What, have, what else have I got? we movie. Oh, my God. I, um, took a lot of, I took a lot of notes, actually, and I think that was because I was insecure about not having enough notes because, I, you know, I, yeah, I didn't I know about this film, whether it was – it's not as easy to rip on because it is a comedy. Yeah. Um, look, I, I would say that Catherine Hahn would be shining star off the bat. Her first line walking <laughs> yeah. into the movie is, if I have to wax one more pussy today, I'm going to black out. <laughs> that was I know, so I took, funny. I took that one down. Although I, um, Christine Bar- uh, Baranski, Baranski has some really good quotes as well. She is 
funny. She in this was. Movie. She like, didn't. She didn't. All funny. She didn't not come to fuck around. She came in and she was just like straight <laughs> off the bat. Racist like, white lady. Want to speak to the manager? Like she absolutely just jumped into that role. It was yeah. almost, it almost made me a little bit concerned. I was like, she was very eager to just take on this role. Is this like how she really feels? Yeah, I know. Um, Pretty sure like the no first shade. line she says when she walks in, she says, I'm sorry we're late. Hank drives like a girl. Hank's her husband. <laughs> she, yeah. That's how she enters Hank a room. Like, Hank has like a little bit of like a gay tendency at the end of the movie with the, with the male stripper. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Cause like he um he does this like he does this little look on his face and he's like oh you know and you're like oh okay like has he been gay this whole time is this how he's like put up with this woman I don't know I just wrote at one point all they do is get drunk yeah because like, with that they get drunk all the time like in the first movie they were getting drunk every day like n- not even a joke like they would go to the spa and get drunk because the whole first movie is like they're just giving up on being you know trying to be perfect mums yeah. So is the bad mu- is like the word bad saying that they are embracing how they are bad moms yes. or are they yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's not like, oh my god, these women are terrible mothers. It's like they in the first movie they kind of took back the notion of being a bad mum, which is, you know, not coddling your child every, you know, second of the day. Yeah. And they just kind of, you know, started living for themselves. And honestly, like the kids kind of benefited from it to an extent and then like but there was a lot of other shit going on in that movie. Um, yeah. It was, honestly, it, was, it, it wasn't it was a bad movie. I would honestly recommend watching it with, with your mum. It's a good it's a good mum movie. Yeah. Um, I loved when Susan Sarandon, we love Susan Sarandon in front of the podcast, she introduces herself in Sky Zone and she says, I'm ISIS, <laughs> like the terrorist organisation. She delivers her lines really well. She fits this character. Just like the Rolling Stone. Love it. Yeah. I loved her as soon as she fucking pulls up in a semi-trailer in this suburban <laughs> neighborhood. And it's just like, With like she's got her burlap sack. Native American fringe. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's just like, what's up? I love it. <laughs> yeah. She's so good. Um, I had a, I have a theory regarding ISIS um, mm. in this movie. Not the terrorist organization, the character. Uh, I have a theory. Um, ISIS is connected with Bad Moms Christmas. No, but another cult. Um, I think ISIS is getting involved in a multi-level marketing scheme because she's <laughs> like when she's asking um, Catherine Hahn's character Carla for money, she's like, oh. um, she's like, oh, you know, I just need some money. Um, it's just a, my new business venture, blah blah blah. That is like textbook things that MLM like a, people like say. Like a pyramid scheme? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, like- yeah. I think she's gonna try sell some unique. <laughs> oh God. Actually, no, I reckon she would be like a doTERRA lady, like the, um, the essential oils that, you know, they say like cure cancer. I reckon that would be her thing. (laughs) Or maybe like a lipstick that lasts like that, um, lip sense. And it's like a lipstick that lasts through anything. So, you know, she could get her life and she won't look crazy. Yes. Um, Um, I love how American malls sell alcohol. Yeah, I mean, why the fuck not? I feel like it's getting more common in Australia. Like, if you have a grilled in the mall, then you can yeah. buy alcohol from grilled. That's true. But, I mean, and I guess you could just go to, like, the liquor store that's in the mall. But, like, you can't just drink that shit. But they were, it seemed like they were, like, because, like, with grilled, they're, like, 
technically a restaurant, kind of like they have that. They have an indoor seating kind of area, but they, it seemed like yeah, they were just at a mall where like a, a food court where you just walk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, America yeah. is wild with their alcohol. I mean, they don't give a fuck. It's like you can drive drunk in America, right? Um, I don't think so. Really? Well, I don't. I don't know. Like, it varies from state to state, definitely. Holy fuck, that's crazy. See, like here in Australia, drink driving is like a huge problem. So they're like, "Don't fucking do it!" Like, but oh my yeah, god, I'm sure they definitely have rules on drink driving. Yeah, it's like, you but can I can picture it not being that drunk. big of a deal in like Texas or something like that, where like it's a massive state and mm. there's a lot of like countrymen. Yeah. yeah, you can drive drunk and have like a bunch of guns just like hanging out in the back of your car. Um, This movie also was just, like, one long Sky Zone ad. Like, there was, like, a 15-minute scene of just them and Sky Zone on the trampolines and playing dodgeball. It was, like, you guys, Sky Zone really needed to, you know, step up their marketing strategy for the Christmas period. It's, like, wouldn't you want to kind of discourage people from coming to, like, a place where you can just freely throw shit at other people during Christmas? Yeah, I know, where she's, like, pouring this, I don't know, whiskey into these free samples. Yeah. Um, and they're just stealing shit all over the place. And it's all in oh, slow they motion. Oh, that whole tree. It's like, you guys would be, have a lifetime ban from Foot Locker. Like, I'm not even... Lady Foot Locker, yeah. Be, yeah, it would be a lifetime ban. Speaking of Foot Locker, shout out to Foot Locker. I just got some shoes from there yesterday and they were really helpful. So oh. thanks, Foot Locker Albert Street. You guys are real MVPs. Um, um, so wait, so I yeah. just did a sneaky little Google on drunk driving in the u.s and it says that um for drivers under 21 years of age the legal limit is like ranging from zero to 0.02 which is very confusing because the legal drinking age is 21 it's 20 (laughs) how could you legally drive with a blood alcohol content of 0.02 so like the (laughs) cop pulls you over and they're like have you been drinking and like you're under 21 and you're like yeah and they're like, oh, it's okay, you're driving, so that's yeah. all right. <laughs> but any other instance, no, nah, you're going to jail. Like, that's so ridiculous. I wouldn't um, expect it anywhere else, though. So they get back from Sky Zone, like the bouncy castle area thing. Mm. And then the mums are like, and then I wrote, after that, I wrote, these mums are bad. Oh. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, it was a long time ago that I watched this movie now. Um, but yeah. And, like, they, I think it's Kiki, who's Kristen Bell's character. Her mum is, like, basically the mums are all these different troops. So Kristen yes. Bell's mum is super, super clingy, super protective, and she just wants to spend, you know, every waking moment with her daughter. Um, mm-hmm. Mila Kunis's mum, Christine Baranski, is really cold, aloof, racist white lady. Can I speak to the manager? And she really wants to, you know, pr- she's really... Like, she pressures her daughter a lot, and she just really mm. wants... To, and she overbears her, and she kind of, like, supersedes her as well. She yeah, goes very cold. against her wishes, manipulative, kind of all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then Susan Sarandon, who's Catherine Hahn's mum in the movie, um, she's just, like, this Rolling Stone kind of never-really-there mum who is, is, like, a gambling problem, you know, asks for money, and then every time she gets the money, you know, she will, she'll kind of butter her up and then leave. Um, yes. So... This next scene is when um, Kristen Bell and her mum go to a therapist. Um, a therapist, and the therapist is Wanda Sykes. Motherfucking Wanda Sykes. She is just like, this whole time, she's just like, 
white people. But then at the end, and this thing really pissed me off, right? Because like these mums all have serious like issues, especially Kristen Bell's mum. Like she has actual boundary issues in this movie. Mm-hmm. And like the ho- and like at the end she like leaves because she doesn't want to face the fact that she's actually got issues, which is yep. really bad, like a bad place to be in. And Kristen Bell's like, why is okay. she like this? And then Wanda Sykes is like, um, because it's your fault. It's like, are you serious? Like she clearly has actual like issues, but I it's know. like the daughter's fault. That like annoyed me so much it was just like this is so not the way like I know it's a comedy movie but it's like I know like this is not a good thing to to put out there I know especially if you've got a lot of um kids going to watch this with their mums the mums are totally going to be like yeah that's right these kids fucked me up exactly like that's because of what um Wanda Sykes is saying as as a therapist and it's a funny scene I guess but it's like a bit. You should be like a voice of reason in the movie. Yeah. You know, it's like you don't like, and like, I guess it kind of just cheapens the whole idea of therapy. It's like she could have been a different character and, you know, providing a different, and she it could have been, you know, more mm-hmm. okay for her to provide that opinion. Yes, yes, where she was not qualified to say that. So next kind of scene is they go caroling. Mila Kunis has this ridiculous nose on. Christina Applegate <laughs> answers the door. Which I she said, must be in the first movie, I assume. She is. She's like the really hoity-toity mum in the first movie, and she kind of chills out towards the end. Right. And I was just like, "I'm home." <laughs> like, yeah, I was. I wrote. Was I so wrote a note. Good. I wrote a note saying like, "Christina Applegate is also me," because I think I said earlier how um, Susan Sarandon is. Oh no, I can't remember which. Oh, one of the mums, one of the grandmums. I said, "Oh, that's gonna be me when I'm old." Mm. It could apply to any of them, to be honest. No, honestly. And, <laughs> but um, I also, I, and then I wrote a note saying that Christina Applegate is also me because she's like. It's you right now because she's just like, oh, you're suffering. Let me just uh, pull out my phone and film that right, <laughs> right quick. And she's saying like, I love you, but like, this is hilarious. I'm going to post oh this God. everywhere. It was so fucking funny. I honestly loved that moment. Um, <laughs> and then they go to that that stripper's night because Catherine Hahn finally meets the love of her life and he's a male stripper with a giant dick. Um, oh, I skipped. I literally, because I remembered watching it in the cinema, I fast forward through the whole balls waxing scene. I was like, I don't need to see this again. It was so embarrassing. Yeah, and it's just, just like so lot. cringy. And then they had this whole joke running that this really hot guy also has a really big dick. And then he has to move his dick at one point and it makes this huge <laughs> flopping noise. noise. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so disgusting that I can't I know, watch it. Yeah, it's just like, um, but I, the, the only the reason I would watch scene, that was for Catherine Hahn. Just yeah, her reaction. I mean, not even not even Catherine Hahn being an absolute legend could make me, <laughs> you know, actually sit through that scene again. So more power to you for doing that. Um the scene where, because he, while she's waxing his dick and balls, um, he's like, oh, do you want to come to my strip of Santa event as a date? And she's like, I would love to. It's like, yeah. oh, my God. Like, she's just in love with this guy. And oh. He is pretty hot, like, but fair enough. Um, so yeah, and he's in that him. really popular TV show, right? Um, that oh, my mum loves. Don't, don't do this to me with famous people, because I don't know any of them. Yeah, true. 
He's in, I, <laughs> I can't okay, remember what it's called, but it's really popular. Um, My mum loved on. it. Oh, Justin Hartley, that is a familiar name. Smallville. No. The most He's recent the one. It's like, this is us. Oh, this is us. Yeah. Yeah, no, that is pretty popular. No, I've never seen that in my life, though. Um, but then they go to his sexy Santa event on and, it, and they're all standing on the bar. It's like, why are they on a bar? Give them, like, a, a proper area where they can do their actual thing. It Give them a so stage. Strange. They were, like, literally standing up on a bar. I'm like, that is a safety hazard. Like, <laughs> um, I, re- I have a note here that says, I hate that this film made me think about the Dalai Lama's balls, which I feel like that's a Catherine Hahn. Um, I, did she I'm pretty sure she says that Dalai at some Lama. point. Ew. And that's so, gross. because she's a, she's a uh, spa treatment lady. Yeah, and, she actually has a good job. Yeah, and she, about how she has to wax all these pussies and then her mum comes in, which is hilarious. She's with a job. Yeah. Because I think Mila Kunis quits in the first movie and Kristen Bell doesn't have a job. She's a stay-at-home mum. So she's the the only one of those bitches actually fucking holding it down. Yeah, that's true. And she's a single mum. Those bitches need to shut the fuck up. I mean, like, I know her son's, like, grown up. Also, why does her son have, like, a full-on southern accent? Oh, what I wrote a note. I was like, what is up with this kid's voice? Like, like he has a really strong southern accent. I thought that they were in Chicago. Mm, are they in Chicago? The mum's from Chicago. The mum right? says she's from Chicago, but she's like always but she says that she's trying to um you know, appear, like you know, impress everyone. So I feel like they're in Chicago, right? Cuz wouldn't she be coming back to Chicago? But at one point um she says all the mums are introducing each other and they're like, oh, where yeah, are you she from? Says, I'm from Chicago. And he, she's like, oh, the Windy City. Oh, no, she says like the City of Lights. And she's like, oh, it's actually the Windy, the windy City. city. Yeah. So why wouldn't she? I don't Maybe they're, I don't, I don't know. Maybe they are. Maybe they're in another area in Illinois. No, not, I might look it up. But. Where? Yeah, I don't know where this movie is, but but I don't know because she's like intent on like impressing everyone. So it's like. And she invited people, so she must know people in the neighborhood, which yeah. is why I thought that they might be in like a, I don't know, like a suburb, like a suburban area that's kind of close to Chicago. Like I don't know, and it is, but it's not really. It doesn't seem like it's that cold. Like I feel like Chicago gets pretty cold during the winter. Well, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Look, I'm I'm not an expert in in American geographics, so no, I wouldn't say me. that I am either. No. I'm- <laughs> I mean, I you know, you probably would know more than me. I don't really know much at all. Um, no, I, I don't know why, but I is. just, I don't know why I wrote down this quote, but the quote is just Merry Christmas. Oh, yeah, no, it's when, um, it's when Susan Sarandon hits her head on the bar and then so <laughs> Ty, the stripper, comes and sees Catherine Hahn, like, as she's looking after her mum. And yeah. she's like, they're like talking. He's like, well, you know, I've got to leave because I've got another show, but, you know, if you come back, I'll come back and I'll see you, okay? And she's like, yeah. And then she's like, I'll wax your balls for free. And then he's like, Merry Christmas, Carla. <laughs> <laughs> Everything, like, like, it's a just... a exchange. It's a mixture of funny, cringy, horrible, disgusting, because he has this massive prosthetic penis on. And yeah, oh my God, the part where he takes his thing off and you can see, like... The actual like dick print and the um it's just like on the boxer shorts it's like oh can we just can we, is 
don't this know. is I mean, yeah. This at that point, Chinese. you can definitely tell it's a mum movie. Like, of course, mm. they have this whole scene. Where yeah, it's you like... can just imagine every mum in the theater going. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, oh, this oh which it made me think about how rich these grandmums are, except for Isis. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. they both do extremely lavish things that would only be possible for people that have enormous amounts of money. I mean, uh, Christine Baranski builds a, a fucking like she does like this massive party thing, and then she gets into the house and like all the furniture's gone. I'm like, so did you pay for a removalist and like a storage unit? And then like it's all like everything. Like, the house is just, like, an, or- an ordinary, just fucking suburban house. The interior of this house is now transformed into this all-white sweeping curtains, like, blue light. Like, it's like, it's like, how the fuck did you sort this out in a day? Like I know. And this is when we're getting into the camel scene. <clears throat> and also there's, like, a sushi station. And um, she gets, she, the, throughout the whole movie, she's absolutely littering the kids with gifts. Yeah. Like, she gives them oh, yeah, an iPhone like, at one point. Yeah, randomly. she's like, have an Xbox, have an iTunes gift card, have an iPhone. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my <sighs> God. No wonder by the end of the movie, the kids sided Those kids with... kids are on her side. Which yeah. really pissed like, me off. I was like... I, yeah, that's the thing that annoys the fuck out of me, the ending of this movie. I was like, okay, so you only love grandma because she gives you shit? Like, as if these kids would side with the grandma, like... It's so annoying because She's the mum was so clearly bitch. trying. Yeah, and like even at the start of the movie, the kids were like, "Mum, we don't want a big crazy Christmas. All we want to do is spend time with you and have fun." It's like, ah! and then they're like, "No, we want the most extravagant Christmas you could possibly imagine, like with the fucking live partridges shooting the fuck out of that box every twenty minutes." Like, it's so ah, I know, I can't deal. Like, it, and it pissed me off so much at the end after like. After all of the like the, the times that Mila Kunis said, no Christmas, it's just going to be chill, we're just going to have a fun day, and like fucking her mom being like, no, you know, if you don't have a good Christmas, you're going to ruin your family, and they're all going to turn to lives of crime and drugs, and she's like, you know what, I don't think that's the case, I think they're going to survive just having a normal Christmas. After all that, and after they finally make up, they finally go full-ass Christmas again. <laughs> they just do it like... And they stay up all night long making this crazy Christmas decoration. It's just as extravagant, really, yeah. as the other one. It's just DIY. But it's like you spent now more time doing all of that shit. So instead of it being the no Christmas that you wanted, we've still gone full-ass Christmas. Mm. It uh, it kind of it went back on everything. And it was supposed to yeah. be some sort of compromise, but it really wasn't because it still is. It wasn't. It still took all night to make. They still just yeah. They didn't sleep. They no, they didn't, and they and then they went right onto the night time the next day. I'm like, okay, if she's saying Christmas is a horrible time and it's exhausting for moms, how is this a happy ending? She would have been yeah, just exactly. as exhausted. Yeah, she would have been like, you know what, guys, I'm, 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 I'm tapping the fuck out. I know it's three p.m. and we haven't even opened the presents yet, but Mama needs to go to sleep. You know, <laughs> it's like it's that's oh, it drove me nuts because it's like after all of this fighting to just have like 
a Christmas that isn't crazy, you still have to go crazy. It's like, oh, it's so annoying. Why the fuck was Kenny G in this movie? Oh, I have no idea. They referenced him right at the start. And I remember sitting in the cinema being like, that was a random reference. I think he's going to make an appearance. I knew that he would show up. Yeah, it's like... (laughs) And I was like, if fucking Kenny G shows up in this movie. I mean, at first I thought it was Weird Al Yankovic. Like, yeah, no, like... <laughs> it does look like. They do look similar because <laughs> of the curly hair. Because of the curly hair. I mean, there's not really anything else. They have like both long faces and curly hair. I loved his line where he says it's not a flute, bitch. I didn't actually know what the instrument was. <laughs> I have was. no idea it's what like that was oboe? either. Oh, no. I think it's an oboe, maybe. I don't know. But it's like, ugh, it was gross. It was shit. And it was like, Kenny G, honestly, get out of the house, Kenny G. Yeah. It was. Yeah, gross. and she starts She starts kicking everyone out of the house, which is fair enough. I totally understand kicking everyone out if you didn't want to have all these people over. Home. But then she starts yeah. to, like, physically remove the decorations. And I'm like, is that yeah. really necessary to kick out the whole tree? I mean, I know it was extra and you don't want that tree, but then... You're just going to cause havoc by trying to move this massive tree. Yeah, it's late at night. Everyone's emotionally charged. Just wait till the morning. Just simmer the fuck down. Yeah, and and as she's pulling this tree around at the, um, all the people, she, uh, sorry, not at all the people, at all the decorations, she's knocking over shit. And, oh my god, every single shot something else falls down. Yeah, and um what's her name? Ruth is like labeling everything that gets broken. Like at one point she says something about, oh, that crockery was on the Titanic or something like that. Then she says like that it's ice like, is from ugh. the moon. Yeah, that was so repetitive. It was like she was labeling stuff just to show like how extravagant how this whole <laughs> Yeah. It was. It was just like ugh. It was as repetitive as um, Kristen Bell's mum with her illnesses. Oh, my God. Yeah, because she fucking said she had cancer. I was like, (laughs) whoa. Off the bat, I was like, okay. And then they just get instantly alienated every mum in the cinema who knows someone who's died of cancer, which is like everyone. Yeah. Mind you. It was just weird. And then she was like, oh, I've got diabetes. Also, side note about diabetes. Remember when, um, Remember when, like, the Jonas Brothers were really big and, like, Nick Nick Jonas was like, I have diabetes. I legit thought diabetes was, like, a life-threatening, like, it was, like, a massive (laughs) struggle that he overcame. The way he would talk about it was like, oh, my God, Nick Jonas, he's so brave. He has diabetes. And it's, like, type 1 diabetes. (laughs) Like, it's not even the really bad one. Yeah, well, you just... But he's, like... You just have to monitor um, your sugar all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's just, like, you just do the insulin thing. But, like, the way he would talk about having diabetes, it honestly was, like, like as if he had, like, both of his legs amputated. And I'd just be like, oh, that Nick Jonas, he's just so brave dealing with this every day. Like, so brave. Well, they were all probably so privileged that it was, like, the the closest thing they could get to some sort of, like... Family struggle that helped them band together for the marketing purposes. Like, yeah. These boys have been through hard times, but they can still sing and dance. They can and still share rock their love out. with the world. Yeah, they still know how to make a rockin' beat. Catherine <laughs> uh, um, Hahn, at the, in the Christmas scene where she's giving her son the gifts, 
She uses the what I like to call the extreme cheapskates gift giving technique. Yes, which was featured on an episode of Extreme Cheapskates yes. where the lady um and I love Extreme Cheapskates. That's one of my favorite TLC shows. Um, where the lady steals her family's things and then gifts them back to them at Christmas time. So she's like, oh, you lost it? Well, now you found it, and that's my gift to you. And it's just what they wanted. That's, I made a note exactly like that, saying that this has been – they've taken this from Extreme Cheapskate. Yeah, they did. They straight up just ripped it out of real life and put it into the movie. So I hope that lady – finds out and and sues them and she gets a check and so she can finally afford to actually give her family Christmas presents yeah. this year. I also wrote down um it's not Christmas without the local male stripper performing for the whole family. And he's really bad at dancing. Did you <laughs> notice that? Yeah, cuz he's, he's not cuz he's not a stripper. He just has a good body. He's just an actor that's hot, but like he could not dance. Like he did the same like that weird kind of motorcycle riding move. Like he did it like three times. Yeah, and there's something where he, and he like licks his hand. Yeah, it was gross. No rhythm, like just shit. He was just really bad at dancing. It's like you couldn't just, I don't know, watch Magic Mike and kind of be like, oh, okay, you know, that's how you do it. Like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> when, they, um, when they're in the church, uh, at so all the mums, all the grandmums have basically wound mm. up at the church at the midnight ceremony or whatever it's called, the midnight sermon at the church yeah, on Christmas Eve. and catch on fire. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> they all, when they enter the church, they all just seem to know exactly where to sit, like, I just found that really funny. Yeah. That they all knew where all everyone was sitting without actually anyone saying anything. <laughs> yeah. They were all just really easy to be able to find each other. And eventually Mila Kunis comes and she finds them very easily and she sits next to them and they have this very loud conversation. And, and then they have this big emotional scene about how the mums, you know, she gets it and she was a real, she was a great mum regardless of her constant abuse, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. And then the way, the way that Ruth apologizes is just like so me. Oh. Like that's exactly how I would apologize. A tourist apologizing. Bruce, Ruth is like a, a tourist to the death. Maybe <laughs> like a Scorpio rising. Yeah. Like she's just like she I suppose so I owe you somewhat of an apology that may be because. No, she doesn't even say because. She just says I apologize. Yeah, she, she doesn't ever justify why. And then. Um, Kristen Bell's mum is like, okay, that's a good start. Now say why. And she's like, no, I'm not doing that shit. Because <laughs> yeah. she, she's still like, I don't know why I'm fucking apologizing. All I was trying to do was help you be a good mother. But apparently... I know. I don't think she ever interest. actually truly learned a lesson. No. And then, like, um, her husband, like, mansplains basically why her mum is such a bitch to her. <laughs> she's like, oh, she's just insecure. It's like, wow, someone with an insecurity projecting that onto others. Revolutionary, as <laughs> yeah. if as if um, Mila Kunis couldn't figure that out herself. It's bloody obvious. Right. It's like you're a grown ass fucking woman. Like, sort it out. Yeah, she's like my mum, insecure. Huh? I mean, what? what? Bitch, she's really? the most insecure out of everyone. Yes, she is so insecure. Like, I don't know. Maybe they just lack emotional maturity. Um. So basically, there's like a whole kumbaya come to Jesus moment. In the meantime. Um, Kristen Bell's mum buys the house next door to her and then sells it, which was just that real estate agent had a whirlwind of a week. Um, she bought it with cash too. Like she offered the owners cash. Oh God. Yeah. Oh, and then real estate it come like gained and lost everything in a week. Yeah. And then they all, all the mums do this weird, 
like, um, what would you <laughs> call like epiphany, like kind of moment where they all just figure out what their issue is <clears throat> and they suddenly resolve it with every single one of their kids. And, yeah. and Mila Kunis goes home and, and makes up the whole house with her grandma. And like we said, it was still extravagant. And the kids walk down in the morning, like fucking Charlie Brown, with their heads mm. hanging low, looking down yeah. the stairs, like walking down the stairs. They're like, like oh, this day is going to be horrible. <laughs> as, if, as if you're still not excited for Christmas. You know you have presents. Yeah, just open the presents and go back to bed. Like, fucking get over it, kids. God. The kids were so annoying. Christmas. Yeah, they were fucked. And, like, I just got so mad that, like, it's always Mila Kunis' fault. Like, the second one thing goes wrong, like, she does cool shit the whole movie, and they're like, yeah, that's my mum. One bad thing happens, and they're like, mum's a fucking bitch. It's like, oh, it's so annoying. Maybe that's just what it's like to be a mum. I'm not sure why these kids love their grandma so much. She's obviously very absent. She's crazy, and she's never around. She always has boring stuff to do, like going to see the original Russian... Yeah, nutcracker. Five hour long nutcracker. And then they're like, we're not even Russian. Mila Kunis is actually Russian, so work. But, um, <laughs> and Mila Kunis is always coming up with fun things to do. And then in the end, yeah. they just side with the grandma. Like, I was really annoyed at that bit. Oh, it annoyed me so much. It's like, Mila Kunis has been showing out this whole fucking time, trying to make it fun for the kids. And what do they do? They throw it back in her face. So rude. Um, now the movie is over. And they're having Chinese food all together. Everyone's loving it. Everyone's having a fun time, which it genuinely was like a heartwarming moment in the movie. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to even try and find something bad about this. It's, you know, it's just cute. Yeah. Um, Apart from then, where did they get that long ass table? But, but like, yeah, no. that table just appeared. But anyway, you know, um, what is it? Don't build a high wall, build a longer table. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, um, Ty the male stripper comes in and whisks um, Catherine Hahn away with his really bad dancing oh, and, then and her son just the watches like, oh yeah and she's like this is my son and he's like oh hey dude and it's like really southern accent and then um all the mums are like we're best friends now and we're gonna go to vegas and there's this really awkward like slow motion, slow motion. Shot, which is long as hell with like kesha playing in the background i was like okay work kesha get your career back um reclaim it and then it ends and then there's this credit sequence which, Which is just so disgusting. I hate I, it so much. I just don't know how to explain it. Like, <laughs> I feel like there's a reference there somewhere that I'm just not getting. Is there's a reference like, to every Christmas um, music video? I don't know. It looks, yeah, it looks like, like a K-pop music video, like a Christmas yeah. K-pop music video. Like the dramatic, like the dramatics, like slow motion and the weird green screen, they're all in like Christmas pajamas and I just don't even know. I'm so confused. They're all like twerking and slapping each other on the butt. Um, and then like that kind of ends. And Wanda Sykes is, like, doing something on a chair. Like, I don't even know. It was just so strange. And then that ends, and then the actual credits roll. And this song plays, and it's played in, like, three movies now at the end as for, like, the credits song. And it's, mm. um, it's it's a Lizzo song. It's good as hell. It's played in, like, I think it was Blockers. It definitely played in Blockers. And it also played in, I think, Life of the Party as well. Um, Because right. I did go and see that movie and it was really bad. But this song, like, keeps on... It's a credit song and it's so annoying because it's a really good song. And um, 
Manet Exchange did a really good lip sync to it on RuPaul's Drag Race. It was like so iconic. Um, and everyone should go watch that. Is it just but like a like, really good wrap up? I don't think I watched the credits. I paused it after the. It's like I mean, it's just a good song, but it has nothing to do with Christmas. It's just like a, a feel good song. But like, well, it's so much more than a credit song to me. I love it. It's such a good. Song. Maybe you can play a bit right here. Oh yeah, we'll, we we'll do the outro with "Good as Hell" because okay. I mean that's all it is. It's just an outro song. Yeah, it's, true. It's such a good song though. Honestly, fuck all the producers that are just making it a credit song. It should be the like the song, but it's yeah. a Christmas movie, so I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, very random. Yeah, so weird. Just put like a Christmas song on. Hmm. Um, right. So yeah, should wow. should we move on to some segments? Yeah, let's do some segments. All right. So you're. So, Shining Star, are you just oh, going to go? My, my Shining Star. Oh, that's actually difficult. I might actually say um, Christina Applegate. I did feel very happy to say Oh, her. yes, I love that. And she was genuinely funny. Like, her entire scene, I, like, was, like, I mean, I didn't laugh, but I was, like, I can recognize that this is funny. Yeah, I, I totally support that. I'm going to have to say mine is Christine Baranski. Just because mm. I loved every single, and I guess I'm just channeling that Taurus power right there. <laughs> um, and I, I don't know. I know she's like, it was pretty, it was, it, had, it was a flawed character. It was a, mm. very much a character. Like, no one is actually like that. I doubt it in real life. Yeah. But she just had such great one-liners that I, from the moment, moment she came in, I was like, yeah. She really commanded the scene. And, like, the thing is, none of these actors are bad. Like, they're all really good actors. Like, well, the women actors, at least, are really all talented. And, I mean, they've all been in great projects. Um, It's just, I think, I mean, you know, when it comes to bad movies, there's only so much an actor can do. Yeah. And none of the acting itself was bad. Like, the writing was bad, yes. You know, the directing, yes, that's bad. But the actual actors and the roles that they, like, you know, you can tell that they all really tried to make it, you know, the best that they possibly could. Like, they all really did put the work in. And they all really did, you know, for what it's worth, they gave good performances. Like, they're all good actors, you know. Yeah. No, like, it was, you know. It was more the, the story structure that was an issue and probably some yeah. of the the ideas that came from it that were, it was an issue. Yeah, and I mean, like, you know, we see it all the time. It's like, you know, actors are only, like, just one kind of piece of the puzzle of, you know, a giant movie. There's also editing and producing, directing, all that kind of stuff that gets in the way as well. So it's like, you know, even if they gave a good performance, you know, they are only limited to kind of what the director wants them to do and, you know, what the writing says. So, you know, it was sad because it was like, you know, this movie could have actually been really, really funny and really, really good, but... You know, maybe just like a a better writer, but I mean, I don't know. Um, um, yeah. So, I mean, do we have a do you have a review, like a user review? I do, I do actually, and one that kind of sums up what we said. So it's titled "Good Actors, Terrible Movie." Yeah. Um, it got one out of ten stars from this Ooh. review. So what it says is, this movie consists of a boring storyline with an unnecessary Christmas theme. While some of the actors gave me hope of this movie being watchable, you will only feel dread as it drags on and on without any memorable scenes and a bronze lining of a generic nonsensical comedy. Nothing but a seasonal money grab, huge waste of time. I think that was even more harsh than what we gave it, to be honest. Yeah, that's pretty... I mean, like, yes, it was 
completely transparently, you know, a Christmas ripoff of the original movie. Yeah. But I mean, like, it still wasn't the worst thing ever. Like, I wouldn't give that a one out of ten. It was still, it's still, you know, somewhat. Yeah, I mean, it's like it still a five. Had good moments. Say. Like, it had funny moments. It did have heartwarming moments, but there are also a lot of bad moments. You know, it's not, it's not the worst movie ever. My review is from uh, News dot com, um, News Corp, which mm. I'm like vehemently against. But anyway. Um, Bad Mums 2, two stars. This one was written by someone, Vicky Roach. Review, right. there's twice the mums, some big laughs, but Bad Mums 2 is still a wasted opportunity. Clingy mums, overbearing mums, incompetent mums, and even negligent mums. This scattergun comedy takes aim at a range of maternal stereotypes and it misses almost every one of them. Committed performances from a bunch of funny, vital, intelligent women still occasionally hit their target. But what a waste. Bad Mums 2 sets itself up as a feminist rebellion against the social expectations surrounding Christmas. But the two lead characters are reconciled in their efforts to rescue the event for their respective families. And that's just it. Yeah. I mean, still, you know, like they said, not terrible, but like obvious, boring, you know. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not like, you know, a fucking terrible movie like we have watched, but it's just not anything super. No, we've got worse Christmas movies coming. Um, I'm going to have to be really annoying and pause and go to the gym. Oh, that's fine. Well, we have to go anyway. We're done. Oh, well, I mean, I we can pause and wrap it up, like, when I'm finished with the gym, if you want. We can hop back on and I wrap mean, it up. there's nothing else to say, honestly. There's, like, I feel like there's, we're at an hour anyway. We may as well just finish it now. Oh, okay. Well, I don't mean to cut us short or anything like that. No. I apologize. I mean, like, do you have anything? No, no, no. I mean, like, do you have anything important that you would like to add? Not really. I mean, it's, it's a, it, it was, I don't. It's a bad movie, but I didn't really expect anything more from it. Else, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, whatever. I mean, we'll have... There's definitely more Christmas movies that are way more shocking that you guys will just die over. And, I mean, you know, I know we always say don't watch the movies. If you watch this movie, it's not going to be the end of the world. Like, No. It'll be This okay. would be, yeah. Exactly. Especially if you've seen the first one and you actually kind of liked it. Yeah. If I mean, like, you know, watch it with your mum. It's not Love Actually, like, you know, which is the single greatest Christmas movie ever, but, um, you know, mm. it's it's not another movie that we're going to do later on. So Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that being said, guys, we're going to rippity-wrap this one up yes. for another episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening. Always, um, my Instagram and Twitter is workwithsophia. You can also find me on workwithsophia.com. Brilliant. And my uh, handles for Twitter and Instagram are yani.signs. And uh, yeah, and follow follow us on, you know, Pediant or on uh, iTunes. We're trying to get on Spotify yeah. still. Uh, follow us, subscribe, yeah, leave a review. You have to like kind of prove how legit you are. So if you leave reviews, you know, we can get on Spotify and that way it's like, I mean, like Spotify is so much easier to navigate than Apple Podcasts. We're well, we're well aware of that. Um, yeah. But yeah, so thanks so much, everyone. Please like and leave a review and subscribe and do all of that shit and follow us and yeah, spread the love yeah. and Thank the you. hate of these terrible movies. <laughs> thanks, okay. guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Baby, how you feeling? Head toss, check my nails. Baby, how you feeling? Yeah.